What's up, Tanner J. Man Show Nation? This is Tanner Lee, one half of the Tanner J. Man Show, and on behalf of myself and my co-host, Josh the J-Man Munt, we appreciate you listening to our podcast. If you're a new listener to our podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts at. If that happens to be on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review as that helps us out a bunch. Watch our podcast live every Monday night from 6.30 to 7.30 Eastern Standard Time on the ISC Sports Network. And make sure to give us a like on Facebook and a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Tan and J Man Show. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy some hot takes, topics, picks, and more on a brand new episode of the Tan and J Man Show. Hey, hey, it's Monday night, April 18th, 2022. Episode 283 of the Tan and J-Man Show coming at you. I'm Tanner Lee along with my co-host Josh the J-Man Mutt is across the computer screen from me in the state of Illinois. J-Man, how's it going? Did you have a good Easter? Had a good Easter and then woke up this morning to snow on my car. Yes, sir. Snow here too. That was fun. And then, you know, I was looking at the forecast. supposed to be 76 degrees on Saturday. Yep. So... Welcome to the Midwest. The Midwest, yes. Yeah. Uh, at least you're on Central Time. That's right. That's <laughs> right. I have really enjoyed Central Time, especially with sports. You know, I got to thinking, I got a good amount of candy for Easter this year. So I was, I've been eating yeah. a lot of candy the last two days. Do you prefer Halloween candy or Easter candy? That's a really good one. Um, I, I guess at Halloween, you can have like any sort of candy. There's not like a set right kind of candy where easter you i mean you know i love the reese's peanut butter cup eggs oh i ate six uh, of them on uh yeah on uh saturday alone i think i had six after work today um <laughs> big, big fan of the uh jolly rancher and starburst um jelly beans um, jelly beans yeah, those yep. are, yeah i can't do so, i can't do a regular jelly bean very well no like, me give either, me give me the like specialty yeah, ones the, I love yeah. The, yeah, I love the Starburst, love the Jolly Rancher jelly beans. Um, man, that's a, I probably uh, venture to say uh, venture to stay Easter. I think so too because I seem to get more candy at Easter. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I don't. Uh, I never really did any. I don't think I trick or treated once in my entire life. What really? Yeah. That's surprising. What's your uh, What's your go to candy? Are Are you more of a chocolate sweets guy, or are you more you like the sour stuff? I used to be like Skittles, like Skittles, Starburst, Sour Skittles, all that. But I've kind of ventured into the uh, chocolate peanut butter land. And my favorite is Butterfinger. That's hard hard, hard to go get Butterfinger. Yeah. yeah. Anything peanut butter, chocolate. Yeah. Perfect. I like peanut butter and chocolate. I still prefer like Sour Patch Kids. I'm still more of a, a sour mm-hmm. guy. But even though they're sour than sweet. But I got a bag of... All sorts of different chocolates has like Three Musketeers, Milky Way, Milky Way Midnight, I believe it's called, like uh-huh. dark chocolate, um, Snickers, and did I say Three Musketeers already? Yes. Can't, hey, you can't go wrong there with that either. One. So I was, oh, Twix. Twix is the other one. Oh, I so love they're Twix. all the mini size. So I was eating, I ate one of each today after work. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to decide which one's the best. I couldn't decide. I like them all. Oh, <laughs> I, I I can decide for you. Give me Twix all day long. And Twix pretty though. good. Yeah. Yeah. Can't can't go wrong with Twix. I think Milky Way was my least favorite because it was almost had almost too much caramel in it. And I like caramel, yeah. but it was like yeah, sticking to my teeth. I I don't like dark chocolate, so the uh, Milky Way Midnight, Midnight doesn't yeah. do it for me. Dark chocolate uh, chocolate's growing on me. The older I get, I'm kind of starting to like it. 
Yeah, you're an old man now. You're 30. Uh, I feel like an old man. So, all right. Knees, knees are popping every day. Oh, snap, crackle. Hurting. It's like a Rice Krispie treat. Snap, snap, crackle, pop when I get up. Like When That's I get right. up here in an hour from this chair, my knees and back are going to be snapping and popping <laughs> and cracking and all sorts of stuff. But uh, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of candy talk. But uh, let's let's get into talking some sports. I got some birdie bogey for you here. To we're, we're all tied you. up at three over par. Three over par. Not very good scores again. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> On Sunday, Chris Paul became the fifth player with ten career playoff games of thirty points, ten assists of thirty points and ten assists. Who are the other four players to do this? I'm surprised there's four others to do that. Yeah, I'm going to say you have to get. You know what? Two for a par. All right. Four, four for a birdie. All right. And then three gets par as well. Okay. Yeah. Birdie right. Bogey brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblegnomellc.com. Get your veggies. Yes. It's definitely approaching veggie season. Well, like we said, you wouldn't know it right now today yeah. in the Midwest mm. with snow on the ground, but by this weekend when I it's am, 78, 80-ish degrees. I am looking out my uh, my upstairs studio window right now, and it is spitting snow. It is spitting snow yeah, on April 18th. That is nasty. Just, that is pathetic. It's going to be a nasty night at Wrigley tonight, I'll tell you that much. Oh, oh that is, they're having the game tonight? Still, yeah, I, I mean, as of right now, yeah, it's not supposed to rain, they can play through snow, I guess, and cold, yeah. but uh, just miserable for be... our fans, yeah, yeah. I, I saw you can get in for as low as 10 bucks, which <laughs> rarely happens at Wrigley Field. That's true. Um, I'd rather watch at home if it's going to be this cold. No, thank you. I went to a Cub Rocky game in April, I believe it was April, I don't think it was May, I'm pretty sure it was April of 2011, and it was kind of weather like this today, mm-hmm. and it was it was absolutely miserable. I remember you went to that. I went to a game in 2019 where it was about 60 degrees. It was a Saturday, like early about this time. Yeah, about 60 degrees the day we went. And then driving home Sunday morning, eight inches of snow. <laughs> and I got snowed out. I don't remember a lot of the about the game I went to other than um, Starling Castro had three errors that game. Darwin Barney, I remember hit his first. He did, home. yes, that's right. He yeah. the basket. I, I, don't, I don't know why I remember that. Yeah. Oh, who the starting pitcher for the Cubs? Uh, Somebody terrible. That 2011 team was the most he, forgettable. He was a Cubs he was a Brewer. He was um, Hispanic was a, player. Was a Matt Garza? Yep, Garza. Yep. Was it? Yep. Hmm. Who pitched yep. for the Rockies? You remember that? No. <laughs> nope. It was a long time ago. <laughs> it was over a decade ago. That was 11 years ago, man. <laughs> We are yes. getting old. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. But uh, let's just stick with baseball, shall we? Sounds good. We got that's about all that happened this week. It felt like. Well, well the um, Cubs Rockies played against each other this weekend, so yes, they did. That would lead and into you know that. What? I got my book it right too. The Cubs would uh, Cubs would split this week against the Pirates and uh, Rockies. Anytime you can go to Coors Field and get a series split, you're thrilled over yeah. the moon. Um, they're still they're pitching really well. Offense has been fantastic. They're leading baseball in OPS right now. The Cubs are. Um, they hit, I think, 18 doubles in uh, course Field over the weekend. That's the most they've ever had. Uh, the problem with a more contact-oriented 
offense like the Cubs have is sure. It's great. They're not striking out. They're getting a ton of guys on base, but they've uh, hit into 13 double plays so far. Yeah. It's not a good stat, which is by far the most in baseball. Uh, But you know what? Keep, keep getting guys on base and you're going to score runs. Um, As, as I said, they're leading baseball and on base plus uh, slugging percentage. Um, Really liking the offensive approach so far. I mean, you add a guy like Nick Madrigal who never strikes out. Um, Seiya Suzuki has been arguably the MVP of the National League right now, which is crazy to even think about. He's hit four homers already. Um, he's walked more than he struck out. He's hitting over 400. Uh, he's reached base safely in nine straight games to start his Major League Baseball career, and he has a hit in all eight games with an official at bat. Um, he's, I think I'm he's, hearing a new J-Man man crush on the Cubs here. New J-Man man crush. And, and they asked him, you know, how? what's the change between – Japan and Major League Baseball as far as the data you can get on Major League pitchers. And he's like, I haven't even looked at the data on Major wow. League pitchers. I'm just kind of going out there and trying to make my own adjustments right now, um, which which is smart. You don't want to overload yourself with data and then you overthink things. Right. And, okay, he's going to throw me this in this situation, that and that situation. He's, he's just going out there and making his own adjustments. Doesn't swing at balls um, off the plate, which is uh, something the Cubs have – not done very well over the past five or six years. He has 40 swings so far this year. Four of them have been homers. Two of them have been doubles and four of them have been singles. It's the best ratio of total bases uh, to swings in all of major league baseball. Never even thought about a stat like that before. How many swings does a guy have and how many of those swings actually um, are productive? But uh, he's been, He's been awfully dang good. Um, Cubs are leading Major League Baseball with a 281 batting average. They're also leading Major League Baseball with a 364 on base percentage. Um, as I said, they had 17, 18 doubles uh, in the four-game series, which is most doubles for the Cubs in a single series since 1931. Um, now the issue is you win games by hitting the long ball, and the Cubs are not hitting homers. Uh, so I think it will ultimately catch up with them. But um, as of right now with – how their offense is being able to get guys on base, uh, especially when it's super cold out like it is tonight, just being able to manufacture runs, that'll be huge because for years when they had a, okay, it's either a strikeout walk or homer uh, kind of offense when it's 40 degrees out and the wind's blowing in, um, you're going to have to scratch and claw to try to get one or two runs. And when you're relying on the long ball, it's going to be tough to hit them out. So just keep getting guys on base. Um, they've really grinded plate appearances too. They've knocked starters out pretty dang early um, in games. And as I said, they're pitching pretty well. Kyle Hendricks had a rough start on Wednesday in Pittsburgh. Uh, But Drew Smiley, who they signed just a few weeks ago, uh, a few weeks into spring training, actually, uh, he was pretty good for, I think he was with Atlanta last year. Uh, But he uh, is one of five pitchers who have, one of five starting pitchers, I should say, that has not given up a run yet. Uh, which obviously that won't continue, but uh, he, he's been great. Marcus Stroman had a rough outing in Colorado, but that happens. Uh, the altitude can get to you. I mean, it's a lot easier to hit there, but it's also uh, that altitude, man. I've had high altitude sickness before, and it is rough. You got to drink a lot of water. And I remember now I walk up flights of stairs and I get winded really easily anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but in in that high altitude, um, it's exacerbated, and uh, he just kind of ran out of gas. So I think Strowman will be okay, the Stroh show. Uh, bullpen's been fantastic so far. Um, they're playing really dang good baseball. Um, 
and they're on a 90 win pace right now. Yeah. You um, gotta be pretty happy. I mean, I can yeah. hear it in your voice. I can yeah. see it in your tweets. Uh, yeah, pretty I'm positive. Still, happy J man so far. I'm cautiously optimistic yeah. is, is what I'll say. I don't know if it'll continue. You know, it's a long, long season. They still have 153 games left. Um, and their schedule gets pretty tough this week facing the uh, race for three tonight. Uh, so with that great pitching staff, we'll see how good the Cubs offense actually is. At least you get um, the Rays outside in cold weather. Yeah, which Can't which hurt. that'll that that'll hopefully help. Um, especially being yeah, in the cold weather, as you said. And they're not a great offensive ball club anyway. So I'm expecting some uh, low scoring games here because it's gonna be pretty cold all week, it sounds like. Um, another Seiya Suzuki stat when he puts the ball in play, no player in baseball has made better contact um than Seiya Suzuki. He is averaging one barrel per 17 pitches faced, which is insane. Which which is which is just ridiculous because it's so tough to barrel up anything. Now the league will make adjustments and he'll have to find a way to uh, make those adjustments as well. But, I mean, we've already seen it. Spring training, he uh, had to make adjustments. He was he struggled his first probably 10 plate appearances, um, struggled with velocity, struggled with breaking balls, and I'm sure he's a little nervous and all that after signing the $85 million contract. But he's made adjustment after adjustment so far, and uh, the returns have never been better uh, for, uh, say, uh, Suzuki. And I'm pretty uh, sure – I think I think it's safe to say that he's going to be probably the the top merch seller among Cub fan Cub players this year. I would think so. He's him and Stroman. Uh, I'm sure Stroman yeah. sold a bunch, but it, honestly, it's tough for starting pitchers to really be able to sell as much as uh, position players. Right. You only see him once every five days or so. Right. Um, but yeah, Suzuki so far fan favorite. Seems like a uh, seems like a really good guy too, and uh, teammates love him. Uh, it sounds like, and he's uh, producing now. When he goes through a little cold stretch, we'll see how the fans react to that. But uh, as of right now, things are going pretty dang well. I suppose Wilson Contreras still moves some merch too, just because he's sure yeah, still he's, a popular uh, guy from the sixteen yeah. run. He's uh, him and Hayward are the last. I keep last forgetting stand, Hayward. Essentially, <laughs> him and I, I, I guess Hendricks is there too, but he's yeah. a starter. Uh, yeah. yeah, Hayward. Uh, he's actually. Uh, He's actually uh, producing so far. We'll see how long that lasts. I can't imagine it'll last much longer than this month. But uh, yeah. uh, one one of the guys they needed to start hitting, and he definitely did now, is in Colorado, so take it with a grain of salt. But that was Patrick Wisdom. I think he was one for 16 to start the season with zero extra base hits, and he ended up hitting like six doubles or something in Colorado and looked much better um, at the plate because they, they definitely need him because he's really good defensively at third. Um, and it was to the point where I'm like, man, we're only six games in, but I kind of want him designated for assignment already. Uh, <laughs> he was so bad. Uh, but l- luckily he started hitting. Same with Frank Schwindel, uh, but again in Colorado. So we'll see uh, We'll see if those uh, hot streaks are actually real. Who else do they have this week besides Tampa? Uh, they have Pittsburgh for four uh, in oh, Wrigley. So. Yeah, so that'll hopefully be good. And Pittsburgh's actually playing some halfway decent baseball, which is kind of annoying. Uh, I think they're uh, they're they're hovering around five hundred, which is pretty good for them. Uh, yeah, they're they're five and four. Cardinals are five and three. Cubs are five and four. Pirates five and four. Brewers five and five. And the Cincinnati Reds are two and eight. I was gonna say there, there's definitely a team in NL Central that's not even close to five hundred yeah. right now. So. Yeah, after um, I saw this, so. The Reds uh, president and COO, Phil Castellini, 
asked fans, where are you going to go on opening day because of all these fans that want them to sell the team? Where are you going to go? Well, since then, the Reds have lost six straight games by a combined score of 43 to 15. Uh, they haven't had a lead in any, any of those six games, and they have the worst record in baseball at 2-8. and eight. We thought the Reds would be pretty bad anyway because they sold their entire roster, but they are just atrocious so far. Uh, now, they did have to face the Atlanta Braves and the um, L.A. Dodgers, but still not, uh, not a great start, although they do have uh, something to look forward to with Hunter Green coming up, He, uh, uh, their top prospect. He was sitting like 101, 102 when I watched him on Saturday night. He threw 40 pitches over 101 mile an hour, I think. Um, and I saw a stat that the Arizona Diamondbacks have only thrown four pitches over 100 <laughs> miles an hour since 2011. Oh, wow. <laughs> only four of them. And, and you know, at one time back in the early, in the late 90s, early 2000s, they probably threw more than anybody else in the league because oh, Randy Johnson. And absolutely. Himself. Randy Johnson. Yeah. I, I, I was just thinking, though, you take a Raldis Chapman off that Cubs team, and they probably don't have one pitch yeah. to 100 mile an hour since. Yeah. I've been watching. <laughs> it's because they just don't have much velocity. But uh, yeah, Hun- Hunter Green's going to be fun to watch. They also have Nick Lodolo, I think is how you pronounce his name, who is their other top pitching prospect. Uh, he's up in the bigs now. So that's what guys, the, Red- the Reds always seem to have a guy or two every couple of years that can really hum the ball. Yeah. I don't know why? Yeah, it's it's weird um, how how the yeah going from you know they all the they never did try Chapman as a starter which I kind of wish they would have um, tried him just to see if they could get anything out of him mm-hmm. um, and I, I'm glad they're letting which which Hunter Green was a starter coming up anyways but uh, not too many uh, starters were throwing 101 102 mile an hour so we'll see how long that'll be able to last uh, he could be a lights out closer. Um, if he has to go to the bullpen, but I mean, you look at the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Jordan Hicks is a, a pitcher who was throwing 105 miles an hour. He was back into the bullpen the past couple of years. He got injured, uh, but their start—they've had him in the rotation this year. I haven't really seen what he's been doing, but um, guys who are throwing hard like that are starting to move to the uh, move to the rotation, which is obviously pretty fun to watch. Being able to throw 60 pitches over 100 miles an hour. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know how long, uh, Hunter Green, our good friend, uh, Andrew Eiler will, uh, would be able to fill us in better. Uh, actually, I, I guess Jordan Hicks has been coming out of the bullpen. Uh, they tried him as a starter though, but yeah. Yeah. Going back to the Reds, uh, president's comment, owner's comment. I'm not, I don't remember what you said his exact title is. Um, it's never a good thing when they respond to criticism like that. Sometimes it's better just yeah. to kind of. <laughs> divert into something else or just no comment yeah yeah, not yeah a that's good that, that's just gonna make the fans more mad and when he was given his interview he's in this all red suit uh with the uh with like aviator shades on he just looks like a villain almost yep. in a in a movie um and i'm sure he's the reds villain now he's uh He's, he's kind of public enemy number one there in Cincinnati. Well, now uh, Cincinnati's not used to having, you know, a real successful team or, or, or coming off a good season. And now they got the Bengals, yeah. who darn near won the Super Bowl. So you went from the highest yeah. of highs yeah. NFL, and now you're the lowest of lows right now in the MLB. So it's probably kind of hard to swallow. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and, and that's such a good baseball town, too. I mean, they had so much success up until – 
like 95 or something like that. But they since then, they just haven't done anything. Haven't and done it just any. looks I, like, when's it yeah. going to turn around? <laughs> yeah, they haven't won a playoff series. Um, oh. since then. I mean, they got up two games to nothing against the Giants in 2000. I think that was 12. And I uh, ended up losing all three to end the uh, <laughs> end the uh, series, giving up a grand slam to Buster Posey there. I'll never forget that. This is probably uh, not fair, and I'm probably going to get ridiculed for making this comparison because they're not quite this bad. But in our lifetime, I would almost say they're equivalent to the Detroit Lions. <laughs> yeah. They've uh Lions have made the playoffs a couple times in our lifetime. A couple times. Never Reds did, never have, won a playoff game. Reds had a decent stretch. 2010 they made it. 2012 and 13 they made it. And then of course they made it 2020, but that was only due to COVID uh rules. Uh so yeah, they've only been a handful of times, never won a playoff series. Um that's probably a good comparison. In our That's, lifetime, because granted, yeah, in the 80s, I mean, before that, the Reds 70s, had yeah, more they success than the, the Lions with the big red machine, and then they won a World Series in 1990 as well. But yes, in in, in our lifetimes, they're pretty comparable, uh, pretty comparable I to mean, the Detroit Lions. I mean, or, we could have definitely compared them to the Bengals until this past season. I'd almost compare the Reds to the Dolphins a little bit. Um, yeah. had some success in the nineties. Dolphins had more success in the nineties, but since 2000, I mean, they haven't done anything. True. That's true. Um, and, and they're a team that was super successful in the seventies. True. Um, had good years in the eighties as well. True. And haven't done anything true. since now they're trending in a much better direction than the reds are, uh, thankfully, but, um, uh, yeah, reds, uh, I don't know how it's going to turn around. They, they won the off season in a sense in 2020 signing, or 2019, um, when was that? Yeah, t- going into the 2020 season, uh, signing Nick Castellanos. They signed Mike Moustakis. They had this great pitching staff with Sonny Gray and Trevor Bauer and um, Castillo, Luis Castillo, and um, they just weren't that good. And then last year, they kind of hurt themselves. I even remember saying it last year, towards the trade deadline, they got hot. Uh, to the point where, like, they were not—they were looking like clear sellers um, at the All Star break, and then they had this really good stretch heading into the trade deadline, where they actually bought at the deadline, uh, trade for a couple relievers. And looking back, they had to make that decision: okay, we want to try to continue this hot streak, and maybe we can get into the playoffs. But a smart um general manager would have been like I just don't see it yep. and they could have gotten a ton for Nick Castellanos and they ended up getting nothing for him cuz he signed they let him become a free agent but he he would have um I mean they, they would have acquired a ton for him for 2 months uh worth of Nick Castellanos they could have gotten a ton for Sonny Gray last year couldn't have gotten a ton for Luis Castillo um even a guy like Wade Miley they could have gotten something for um, and they had a couple bullpen guys that could have <clears throat> they could have acquired something, um, but they they kind of stood pat. They traded for a few relievers and didn't get anything for any of these guys. Really, uh, I know they traded Sonny Gray in the offseason, but they would have gotten a lot more um, at the trade deadline last year. So they they kind of hurt themselves by having that extremely hot stretch right before the trade deadline. I got a few more MLB topics for you, but do you have anything? Off the top of your head, you want to talk about around baseball? Um, I have a, 
I have a few stats here from Jeremy Frank at MLB Random Stats, who's actually a Purdue student right now. There were just 15 homers hit across 14 Major League Baseball games yesterday. Wow. Uh, that's the few that's the fewest of any day with at least 14 games since September of 2014. And the fewest in an April day with at least that many games since 1993. Um, 47% of the home runs hit yesterday came from designated hitters, seven of the 15. That's the highest percentage of homers hit by a single position in a day of at least 14 games played since July 18, 1990, where first baseman accounted for 48%. We'll probably see um, that more and more since pitchers aren't hitting yeah. anymore. Yeah, pit, yeah, pitchers aren't. Yeah, exactly. Um, across 14 MLB games today, there were 19 stolen bases and 15 homers. It's the first day of double-digit games since 2018 to feature more stolen bases than homers. Um, so I, I don't know if old Rob Manfred uh, mess with the ball again and it's harder to hit homers or I, I know pitching's really good. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. The ball's obviously not juiced anymore. Yeah. That's interesting. Some crazy stats there. So what'd you say this guy's name was? Uh, Jeremy Frank. He, uh, yeah, he's a Purdue student right now. Yeah, maybe we should try to get him on the pod sometime. That'd be he is, pretty interesting. That would, that would be really cool. Uh, he is super famous now, though. Okay. <laughs> so, wow. uh, he's <clears throat> he's a Purdue data science uh, 2023. Well, uh, so I'll try to pull my Purdue connection. See what there I can you go. do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jamie, I'm going to quiz your baseball knowledge. All right, I want to see if it. you can name all the MLB managers. Okay. Because I can't. I'm not even close. So. I'll go in alphabetical order. So starting in the National League with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Arizona Diamondbacks. Is um, Tori Lavulo still there? You are correct. Yes, he's been yeah. there since 2016. Surprised he's still there. They've to go been for terrible. Chip Hale before that. Yeah. Atlanta Braves. Uh, Brian Snicker. Yep, been there since May of 2016. Chicago Cubs. David Ross. Yes, been there since October 2019. Cincinnati Reds. Uh, David Bell. Been there since October 2018. Not to get confused for the Purdue All-American wide receiver, David Bell. <laughs> Colorado <laughs> Rockies. Um, Bud Black. Yeah, he's been there since November 2016. I didn't realize oh, it's wow. been that long already. Uh, L.A. Dodgers. Uh, Dave Roberts. Yes, <clears throat> been there since November 2015. Miami Marlins. Uh, Don Mattingly. Yes, Donnie Baseball. He's been there since November 2015. Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Craig Council. It's been there since May 2015. New York Mets. Uh, Buck Showalter. Yes, he's the uh, one of the newer managers in the NL. He's only been in New York since December of 2021. Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, Joe Girardi. It's been there since October 2019. Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, Craig Shelton. Got the last name right, so I'll count it, but Derek Shelton. Derek Sheldon. Been there since November 2019. San Diego Padres. Uh, Bob Melvin. Yes. Uh, new 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 manager in, in L. He's only been there since November 2021. San Francisco Giants. Uh, Gabe Kapler. Yep. Been there since November 2019. St. Louis Cardinals. Um, his last name is Marmel. Yes. Oliver Marmel. Oliver. Been Oliver there since Marmel. October right. 2021. And Washington Nationals. Um... Dave Roberts still there? Or no, not Dave he, Roberts, uh, Dave Martinez. Uh, yes, yes, November 2017. 
The, Amer- the American League, I'm going to do terrible at. Um, getting there. Start off with the Baltimore Orioles. Brandon Hyde. Yes, December 2018. The only reason why I know that is he was the Cubs' first base coach in 2016. <laughs> okay, I'm impressed. That was really quick. No hesitation on that one. Boston Red Sox. Um, Alex Cora. Yep, since November 2020. Chicago White Sox. Uh, Tony La Russa. Since October 2020. Cleveland Guardians. Uh, is it still Terry Francona? Yes, since October 2012. He's got to be the longest tenured. He's the longest tenured in the league. Yeah. As I, mean, I could, I honestly didn't know he's been there a decade. Detroit Tigers. Um, Detroit Tigers. I know who it is, but I can't remember. Who is it? A.J. Hinch. Oh, that's right. And there since October 2020. That's right. Houston Astros. Houston Astro Dusty Baker. Since January 2020. Kansas City Royals. Uh, Mike Matheny. Yes, since October 2019. LA Angels. Joe Madden. Since October 2019. Minnesota Twins. Uh, Rocco Baldelli. Since October 2018. New York Yankees. Um, Aaron Boone. Since December 2017. Oakland A's. I have no idea. Bob Melvin went from there to San Diego. I don't know who they hired. Matt Kotze. Oh, really? Yes, since December oh. 2021. He's a pretty good player. Seattle Mariners. Um, Is Scott Service still? Yes, since October 2015. Any other franchise, he'd probably be canned because they haven't made yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Tampa Bay Rays. Kevin Cash. Since December 2014. He's been there a while. Done a really good job. Texas Rangers. Um, is Chris Woodward still there? Yep, since November 2018. And lastly, the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, I don't know why I can't think of the Blue Jays manager. Charlie Montoyo. Hmm. Since October 2018. I should have known that. I think he came yep. from the yeah, you Indians. You did pretty good. You yeah, only missed better than two, I, thought. I think. I thought I was uh, going to really struggle with the American League. Yeah, and those, you only missed two. So, uh, one more baseball-related thing, and, and my dad gave me this idea right about an hour before the show. Excluding Chris Bryant's final out of the 2016 World Series, what is the best baseball play of your lifetime? Of my, you can lifetime. have a personal favorite, and you can also have a just a one you saw on TV mm. or highlights, and it just sticks in your head all the time. One that comes into mind is the it was an April game against the Washington Nationals and Reed Johnson made the best diving catch I think I've ever seen. Um, I don't know if that's because it was my formative years and I remember it so vividly, but uh, that was one that stood out. And then I think that same exact year or maybe the next year, he robbed Prince Fielder of a game tying grand slam in Milwaukee, which was pretty cool. Um, hmm. I of course think of uh, Derek Jeter back in, he was 03, yes. flying into the stands, but that was more just just the theatrics of it coming up bloody and everything. I mean, it yeah. wasn't that, it wasn't great, that of great of a play. Of a catch. It was just yeah. he couldn't stop his momentum. His, um, his little flip to Jorge Posada to get Jeremy Giambi yep. at the plate against the A's, um, in yep. the playoffs against Oakland. The 2000, um, I believe. That. Yep. ALDS. Yeah. That's a good was, one. That's a good one. Yeah. That's uh that's pretty memorable play. It's one of the best plays a shortstop's ever made. Um, Jim Edmonds had a lot of 
crazy older over the shoulder catches, but I remember one out in Houston when they used to have that little incline. And maybe they still do. Mm-hmm. Towels Hill. No, they got he rid made of that. one back there that was stupid good. Yeah. The thing about Edmonds that yes. ma- <laughs> made me mad was he played so shallow. Yes. And then he jogged and then sprint at the last second so he could make this insanely good catch. He wanted the now, Web Gym nominees. That's that's right. Back, back when uh, I don't even know if baseball tonight is still a thing. I, don't I think used to love is. baseball I don't tonight. Web gyms. Um, but yeah, he uh, he uh, yeah he he liked the um, yeah. theatrics. Yeah, he uh, for he sure. Would kind of like a. Uh, Baseball version of cherry pick a little bit, and then yeah, yeah and then he'd hustle one. and make it. But Tory Hunter had a lot of good ones, a lot of good. Yeah, he had a Homer yeah, season Rob good ones. Um, Omar Vizquel was a great yeah. defensive shortstop. Same with Andrelton Simmons as well. Um, any play Javi made, he just made it look super cool. Javi Baez, um, him stealing home against the Mets and the Tigers, like back to back series back in 2018. Um. There's a lot that I could yeah. go through here. Obviously, Chris Bryant play. Well, Dexter Fowler's leadoff homer in yeah. uh, Game 7 of the World Series kind of sticks out, too. Um, so Yeah, a lot of good ones. A lot of good ones to pick from. I'm sure we missed a lot. And if we yeah. did, just fill them in on the comments if you're watching on Facebook. So. That's right. Um, Want to talk a little NBA? Something we Let's don't do talk it, about man. too often. Let's do but- it, man. I have. That's probably the, the question I get asked the most from people who listen. When are you going to talk about the NBA? When are you going to mm-hmm. talk about the NBA? It's it's Most so tough. Time. When we have, it's time to talk about the NBA. Yeah. It's so tough when we have college basketball because that's our passion. Right. Uh, right. That it fills up the entire show. And it's tough It's tough to get some NBA in there. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the playoffs are always fun, though. Yeah, there's been some in- interesting results already. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't see Minnesota going into Memphis and getting game one. Right. And they – Beat them pretty handily yeah. too. Yeah, um, that was kind of a surprise. Of course, the game of the weekend might have been Boston and, and Brooklyn. The Celtics edged out the Nets by one point. Oh, no, ab- absolutely! But Kyrie Irving was definitely in the headlines. <laughs> yeah, Ky- Kyrie had a fantastic game, and then uh, superstar Jason Tatum with just a ridiculous finish as time expired to win that thing. Uh, that was pretty impressive. And Kyrie. Uh, Interesting post-game press conference about remarks towards Boston fans and going at it with Boston fans during the game, matching their energy. So uh, he said some interesting things. <laughs> yeah, I think he, he'll uh, probably get a fine handed to him by the NBA. But he, uh, yeah, he ha- colorful he language. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell. Yeah, you can tell he hates Boston. Uh, Bulls, Bulls hunt in there, but lost a tough one to the Bucks. They uh, had every opportunity to win that thing, and they just could not hit a shot. Um, DeMar DeRozan shot seven of 26, I believe, or five of 26. Uh, Nikola Vucevic missed a layup that would, I think, tied the game fairly late. Um, you know what they should have done? They should have played Io more. He doesn't, uh, he, he, he doesn't lose games until, well, unless they play Loyola. Um, but (laughs) no, he, um, yeah, Io didn't play much last night. That's really the only reason why I've, even tuned into any Bulls action this year is to see Io, but he didn't play a whole lot, which which that usually happens, it seems like, to rookies. They play a bunch in the regular season, and then just like NCAA tournament time, the uh, the coach's kind of circle of trust is pretty limited to maybe an eight-man rotation at most. 
Well, to recap the games, uh, Utah got a win over Dallas on the road, 99-93 on Saturday, but Luka Doncic did not play. Uh, Tim it Wolves sounds like – it's, it sounds like Doncic is uh, getting close to playing, though. Yeah, he and Steph Curry both have kind of bum ankles right now, so both of their teams are watching them pretty closely. Mm-hmm. Minnesota went into Memphis and won 130-117. to 117. Uh, The Sixers dominated the Raptors at home 131-111, to 111, and the Warriors got a uh, win at home 123-107 to 107 over the Nuggets. Then yesterday, he got a home win 115-91 against the Hawks. The Celtics, like we mentioned earlier, got a one-point win over the Nets at home, 115-114. to 114. The Bucks got a seven-point win at home, 93-86. to 86. And the Suns got a pretty easy win at home over the Pelicans, 110-99. to 99. Tonight we have Raptors at, at Sixers Game 2, Jazz at Mavericks Game 2, and Nuggets at Warriors Game 2. Yeah, um, I was surprised to see... I hadn't, of course, I don't really follow the NBA that much, but I was surprised to see the Nuggets not finishing in the top. I think they got the sixth seed, maybe? They're sixth, yeah. Um, they should have back-to-back MVP. Nikola Jokic should be the back-to-back MVP. We'll see, but I would. I bet, really, I bet it's Embiid. Oh, man. I mean, Jokic's stats were just incredible this year. But yeah. Um, but it they've been bit by the injury bug pretty bad. Um. Uh, Murray, I mean, he's been cleared now to come back in the playoffs, but the team's leaving it up to him when he feels comfortable coming back. Um, he's been out since the playoffs last year when he tore his yeah, knee he, up. Yeah, he tore his ACL, right? Yeah, and then, uh, you know, uh, Gordon's been hurt for them all year, mm-hmm. back injury. Um, so they've had a, you know, make up for that. They picked up the Marcus Cousins. <laughs> late in the year and signed him for the rest okay. of the year to give him kind of some toughness they needed, but it's pretty much been a Jokic show and not, not a lot else, but. And it's always tough when you're having to play golden state um, yes. anytime, especially with yes. Steph Curry back now. Um, yes. Yeah. Being, being that six seed and having to play three seed golden yep. state, which that's a awfully tough three seed. Um, you're not going to be in for a very good time. Well, and the playing games are interesting too. Um, mm-hmm. The Hawks beat the Cavaliers on the road Friday night, thanks to Trey Young having 38 with 32 of those coming in the second half. And then you had the uh, Pelicans beat the Clippers in a game that was just a roller coaster. Paul mm-hmm. George could not play because he tested positive for COVID, so uh, he can't can't blame it on uh, playoff P for choking this one away. But the Clippers were down big, came back to get a 10-point lead in the fourth, and then Pelicans went on a big, I think it was like 27-7 to run to close the game out. So um, did, definitely a game um, of runs. Spurtability, did, as Clark Kellogg likes to call it. Yeah. Did Kawhi Leonard play a minute this season? <laughs> I couldn't tell if it was a minute. It wasn't, wasn't many if he did. He did not play a single minute this year. So yeah. he's – Kind of turned into a guy that's been oft injured. Um, yep. Most games he's played since 2017 has been 60. So that's that's a total of, uh, I mean, he missed 22 games in 19. Uh, he missed 25 games in 2020. He missed 30 games in 2021. So he's kind of off injured yep. for this uh, superstar guy. Yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, I'm glad Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, kind of came out and pretty much recognized that there's a problem 
with so many superstars in the NBA sitting out games because that's one of my yeah. biggest gripes with the NBA. Why would I want to pay money to go exactly. watch a watch a team yeah. play, especially if 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 it's a team I just like one of the one or two of their players, right. if there's a good chance they're not going to play. You you drop two hundred bucks to finally see LeBron, and then it's right his scheduled maintenance rest essentially. day rest day yeah it's a rest day um yeah I I wish they'd be more transparent with that like okay we're not going to play this him he, this game because uh, that's that's not fair to the fans at no. all like no. I'm that's why you almost got to think about shortening the schedule then I just wish they would I wish they'd started around Christmas yeah. and I think yeah, everybody yeah. be happy. Yeah, I mean, eight, 82 games is a ton yeah. uh, for basketball, especially in a pretty condensed season, too, from um, late October to early April. I mean, that's a lot of games in that time span. That's yeah. not much – like, that's not much of a shorter time or, or that's not much of a longer time than what college basketball does. And college basketball only plays maybe the teams that are making the right. NCAA championship and play maybe 38 right and um, and, and when your so. team's struggling real bad i mean heck some teams are pretty much out of it by the all-star break that's yeah. not fun to watch the rest yeah. of the year um, and they're trading yeah, guys and, away and pretty much tanking yeah so there's there's something that can be done i thought the 66 game schedule they had back in 2011 2012 because of the strike yep. um worked perfectly in that I did too. and yeah they might need to start doing that mm-hmm. yep Uh, it'll be interesting we'll talk more about the nba playoffs as they go on but uh, this week's word association has to do with the nba playoffs i took a random player off the top of my head from all these teams uh, throughout their history some are all-stars legendary some are guys you probably haven't thought of in years (laughs) starting with the toronto raptors damon stoudemire oh he's a good point guard out of arizona right yep Yep, I, I remember more for his Portland days. Yeah, he, he Mighty was, Mouse. What what was he there with the Jail Blazers when it was uh, yep. Rashid and yep. Pippen, Pippen Him and, and uh, Spreewell? Was he there then? No, he wasn't on the Blazers. No, no, he was. He would have been Nick at the time, hmm. or maybe a Timberwolf. But uh, no, those, those were good Blazer teams that rivaled the the uh, Lakers. But yeah, he started yeah. off in Toronto, so. Philadelphia, Eric Snow. Oh man, Michigan State guy. Yeah. Uh could not shoot. No. He he had a long NBA career because he's a really good point guard. Uh great passer, good defender, but he could not shoot a lick. He was on that supporting cast with Iverson that lost four games to one and 0-1 mm-hmm. to the Lakers. It was like him, Dikim and Matumbo, uh Aaron Derek McKee. McKee. Oh, Aaron McKee, Derek. not Derek. Mm-hmm. Aaron yeah. McKee, you're right, from Temple. Um yeah, it was pretty much Iverson. <laughs> Not yeah. a lot else. <laughs> Didn't have a whole lot else. Utah Jazz, Carlos Boozer. Give me that. He was pretty he, good uh, for the Jazz. Yeah, second round pick out of Duke, yep. and he had a really good career, multiple time All Star. He was much better with better with Utah than he was with the Bulls, and and much better with Utah than he was with the Cavs. Yeah, he was drafted yeah. by. He, had, uh, he was an interesting guy, definitely. Dallas Mavericks, Steve Nash. Uh, maybe the greatest point guard of all time. I think Chris Paul will take that, um, reign us eventually. Uh, but yeah, Nash was the greatest point guard of his era. Uh, the two thousands, I won at least one MVP. Might've won two. He won two. Yeah. Um, for Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he was a good one. Out of Santa Clara. 
And now he's the co- he's coaching in the playoffs as the head coach yep. of the Nets. Denver Nuggets, Kenyon Martin. Kmart, his son, is a really good player for, I think he's with Houston. Um, out of Iowa State, I think he was the number one overall pick at Iowa State. Him and uh, – that was a good Iowa State team with – what, was it Iowa State or Cincinnati? No, Cincinnati, right? Yeah, he was from Cincinnati. Yeah, he was Cincinnati. I was thinking he was Iowa State. Uh, who they, they had Iowa State had another guy that was with Jamal Tinsley there. Uh, uh, yeah, Marcus Frazier. Yeah, Marcus Pfizer. Pfizer, Pfizer, not um, Frazier. Yeah, yeah, Pfizer. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Kenyon Martin yeah, was. Yeah, Kenyon uh, tore his knee up or Cincinnati – could have made a run that year. Yeah, I mean he. Yeah, he uh, played in a couple finals with uh, New Jersey Nets yep. with uh, Kid and Vince Cotta and. Yep, Gary those Kittles. were good teams. Those were teams that kind of dominated these for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Golden State Andre Iguodala. Still playing. Yep. Too. I think he's back with Golden State, isn't he? I think you're right. Uh, he was. He was one of their Finals MVPs one year. Yeah, he. Uh, He's had a long NBA career. He was a star with Philadelphia, and now he's just embraced his role where he's going to be a good backup. He can play almost all five positions. Good passer, defender, smart. Uh, he's been around for a long time. I think time. he went from Philly to Denver, then to Golden State. Mm-hmm. So yeah, A couple other teams in between yeah. now. Yeah. Atlanta Hawks, Josh Smith. Lefty, out of high school. They had some pretty good teams there in the late 2000s, early 2010s with him and Horford. and Jeff Teague. Uh, Jeff Teague, yeah, they, they were pretty good. They were a fun team to play with on 2K, the 2K games back then, I remember. Josh Smith was committed to Indiana. Yes, he was. Glad he, he didn't to go. Yeah. yeah. Miami Heat, Tim Hardaway. Senior. Um, senior. Quick crossover. Oh, nasty crossover. Uh, yeah, at a... Out of Chicago, but he went to UTEP. He had a long NBA career, and his son is playing pretty well for uh, Dallas. Mm-hmm. Minnesota Timberwolves, Wally Zerbiak. Wally. See him on CBS Sports Network every once in a while. Uh, great shooter out of Miami of Ohio. I yep. Guess. I was going to ask you. Yep. Um, yeah, great, great shooter. Memphis Grizzlies, Paul Gasol. Hall of Famer. Um, legend out of Spain. He had a really good career. Number three overall pick in that draft, yeah, I believe. Great career. Had some good years with Grizzlies and mm-hmm. some gears with the Lakers and Bulls. And Scotty was a bull. Yeah, I think he ended his career with San Antonio. I think you're maybe? right. I think so. His brother was pretty good, too. Yeah, Mark was a really good player. New Orleans uh, Pelicans. This guy was actually a Hornet. Uh, Jamal Mashburn. He is uh, – his son was pretty good at Minnesota. Um, last year as a freshman, he followed Patino to New Mexico and averaged close to 20 points a game this year as a sophomore, Jamal Mashburn Jr. Um, he was a good scorer out of Kentucky. Mm. Yep. Yep, out of Kentucky. So that might have been the most unique basketball jersey I ever owned. My dad brought me back a Jamal Mashburn New Orleans well, jersey from that. a trip to New Orleans, like in the elementary school. So, That's cool. Yeah. I used to like having just weird off the wall jerseys. I liked the New Orleans Hornets jerseys back in like 2004, 2005. I remember J.R. Smith um, in the uh, dunk contest wearing them. That was pretty cool. Uh, Phoenix Suns, Amari Stoudemire. Man, what could have been? He was on a Hall of Fame trajectory and then he got hurt, Um, but still had a long career, but he was a star. Him Him and Steve Nash were a dynamic duo. Him, Steve Nash, Sean Marion. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sean Marion's one of the most underrated players of his generation. And they just had good role players like Boris Diaw yeah. and Barbosa, and yeah, yeah those are good Barbosa. Sun teams yeah. that never could get over the hump. Yeah, they'd always get like the one seed or two seed, and then just choke. Uh, Brooklyn Nets. Uh, this guy was uh, New Jersey Net. Jason Kidd. Uh, he is. Where's he coach at now? Dallas. Dallas. That's right. Um, walking triple double. He was his era's Oscar Robertson, um, in a sense. Um, I got to see him play live in Indiana um, back in 2003, I believe. I still remember him getting traded for Stefan Marbury. That was a yeah. good trade at the time because they were both yeah, really, huge. really good. Because yeah. he dyed his hair a bleach blonde when <clears> he was on the sun still, Jason Kidd. I remember, I remember that. that. Yeah. Uh, three more here. Boston Celtics, Paul Pierce. Who, who was it? Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce? Yeah. Um, they said he was the worst athlete to maybe ever <laughs> play in the NBA. He could barely dunk, but he was a killer. Um, survived a stabbing. I was going to say, he, got stabbed. Um, he almost died. He got stabbed like 20 times. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, he's a Celtics legend for sure. Oh, yeah. Two more guys here, Chicago Bulls, Kirk Heinrich. Kirky Heinrich, uh, Captain Kirk. He mm-hmm. uh, was, I would say, best player on some mediocre Bulls teams. Good shooter, wasn't worthy of a top 10 pick like he was. Uh, he had those he was, M-frame looking rec specs. He had like the sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And lastly, Milwaukee Bucks, Michael Red, Lefty shooter out of Ohio State. He put up some points there in the mid 2000s. He was a good one. Yeah, he was. Uh, when he was healthy, he was pretty darn good. Yeah. So he was second round pick, I believe too. Yeah. I think. Out of Ohio think so. State. Yeah. And that's going to do it for the uh, word association segment, which is brought to you by Performer Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, they have over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574-210-3815. Have another NBA stat here real quick. Marcus Smart just won Defensive Player of the Year, which makes him the first guard to to win the Defensive Player of the Year since Gary Payton in 95-96. Ah, oh, my Sonics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the glove. Gary the glove, Payton. I uh, can't wait till Sonics come back. It's going to be great. I'm calling it right now. That, I'm telling you, NBA is going to bring them back, and they're going to start a franchise in Vegas. Two-team expansion. Yeah, probably. And then they've got to move Absolutely. two teams to the east, um, so you can move the Grizzlies to the east. And then probably New Orleans. I think they'd be the next closest yeah, east Yeah, does New Orleans really need a team? Oh, I'm saying they New have Orleans to move really two to the east. That's what I'm saying, Josh. Oh, 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 two, two to the east, gotcha. Yeah, they're not, I don't think they're going <laughs> to move another team. I don't think they're going to move another team. I think they'll literally bring back the Sonics, kind of like the NFL brought mm-hmm. back the Browns, and then it'll be a brand-new team also in Vegas, I think. That's my guess, what eventually happens. Because the Sonics now, see the city of Seattle, it was well they don't have arena. Well now the Kraken have a nice arena that the Sonics could play in. Mm-hmm. 
Which speaking of yeah. the Kraken, did you see Macklemore um, and Marshawn Lynch are now Macklemore my, and Marshawn, my, yeah, minority owners, yeah. yeah. I have not done a book it yet. Uh, so the J Man's Book It Prediction of the Week is uh, brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watching for Life Home Auto Business Renters Workers Comp and Farm Insurance. Contact Travis at two one nine eight six nine four five six one. His email is Travis Watching at infb My book it is hmm. What should it be? Could be NBA I related. think it's got to be NBA related. Um, I think we'll see at least two upsets in the first round. I like it. And I'm trying. Yeah. I think the upsets that are most likely are. Um, I really think. Um, well, let's see. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. Bro- Brooklyn's the most likely over Boston. I think that'll go seven. Um, I don't that's see a any dangerous seven in seed. the West. Maybe Minnesota. Yeah, that's a super dangerous seven seed. Maybe Minnesota can get Memphis. I doubt it. I don't think Denver can get Golden State. A five over a four is not really an upset in my mind, but I do think Utah will beat Dallas. So I guess that's technically a technically an upset there you go uh, so yeah that'll be my j man's book it and this episode is brought to you by the damn landing whether you want an epic burger hand tossed pizza hand bread one seafood craft beer or a handcrafted cocktail the damn landing is the place to be damn landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful lake mantle focus on freshness and quality you can watch down their delicious food with one of their 16 beers on tap including a constant rotation of today's best micro brews and domestic flavors or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients taking the fantastic views of lake mantle and their beer garden or outdoor bar area whether it be boats or wheels the damn landing is the place to be located at 1305 ewing road in rochester it'll be a great weekend to get educated here it's gonna be a great nice warm weekend to get out there yes it is get some good pizza some uh barbecue smoke breaks gonna be going out there this weekend Mm -hmm. can have a nice brewski or nice cocktail sounds like a good time I'm thinking this upcoming weekend is gonna be a popular put the boat in the water day too I think Um, you're right Yes, I'm ready. Are you ready to get educated? On this day in 1923, 74,000 people showed up for the opening of Yankee Stadium. It's a lot of people. 62,281 paid. So I wonder if there's 12 people or 12,000 people that snuck in somehow. That's a lot of people Um, to sneak in. Yeah, a lot of Boston marathons here. Um, On this day in 1946, Jackie Robinson debuted as a second baseman for the Montreal Royals. It was Jackie Robinson Day on uh, this past Friday? Yeah, Friday. On this day in 1958, the NL National League single-game record crowd of 78,000 at LA Memorial Coliseum where the Dodgers beat the San Francisco Giants. Who won the NBA championship on this day in 1962? I'm going to say the Celtics. That's a pretty good guess there in the 60s, and they beat the LA Lakers four games. That was my second. That was the other team I was thinking. So, On this day in 1966, Bill Russell became the first African-American coach in NBA history. Wasn't a bad player. Oh, legend. Um, On this day in 1981, the longest game ever in professional baseball happened. The Pawtet... The Pawtucket Red Sox tied the Rochester Red Wings two to two in 32 innings. <laughs> the game resumed the 23rd of June because they're like, I'm over this. I want to know how many people stayed for all 32 innings. I can't imagine. 
cannot imagine many stayed. Yeah, <laughs> especially going to a AAA game like that. I mean, just just think um, about it. like like you get past nine innings, you get to sixteen innings, you're like, man, this is a long game, and they're halfway there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> On this day in 1995, legendary quarterback Joe Montana announced his retirement. Also on this day, three years later in 1998, Tennessee quarterback Peyton Manning was the first pick by the Indianapolis Colts. I think that was a wise pick taking him over Ryan Leaf. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky played his last game in the NHL on this day in 99. I thought, yeah, I thought it was 99. I I remember kind of watching that as a kid. Like, I can... I don't know. Really? Yeah, a little bit. This is this is going to be a punch to your gut. But on this day in 2008, NBA owners give approval of a potential Seattle Supersonics relocation to Oklahoma City in a 28-2 to vote by the Board of Governors. Yep, go watch Sonic Gate. It's a great documentary, and that's what got me fired up and made me a future Seattle uh, Sonics fan. Yeah, it did. It did. I, th- I think they're coming, too. I think they're mm-hmm. coming. Uh, my dad actually texted me going back to that question your dad asked about favorite or memorable baseball play. Uh, last year, Javi um, somehow duping the first baseman in Pittsburgh to try to uh, run him back to home plate when all he had to do was hit, touch the bag and a Cubs run right. ended up scoring and he somehow ended up getting on first. So that was a good one there. Friend of the uh, show, Thad sure. Mooney, put on Facebook, I saw earlier, and I forgot to mention it, that uh, him being a Red Sox fan, he brought up the 4 collapse, just the whole overall yeah. collapse by the Yankees. So, appreciate it, Thad. That was a good one. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yesterday, Chris Paul became the fifth player ever with 10 career playoff games with 30 points and 10 assists. Who are the I'm, other four? Well, before we do that, let me tell everybody who the On This Day segment is brought oh, to you yeah. by, and that would be uh, Thad Mooney of Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated custom woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana Grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs. From signs to growth charts, their custom pieces make a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. See some of their recently completed projects, visit their Facebook page or their Instagram account at Mooney Woodcrafts and to order, contact them at MooneyWoodcrafts at gmail.com. He sent me a cool looking design on Snapchat, I believe it was over the weekend. Or maybe, no, it was on Instagram. I was on their Instagram story. I saw it. Uh, or maybe both. Whatever. Any, the, anyways, uh, he's uh, creating a Butler Bulldog one right now. It's really cool. That's looking. cool. Yep. Yep. It's really cool. All right. So Chris Paul was the... Uh, Fifth player, Fifth player ever with 10 career playoff games with 30 points and 10 assists. Who are the other four? I hate this already. <laughs> I hate it already. I already do. Uh, Oscar Robinson. Yeah, he uh, had the least of the list here. Okay, 30 and 10. Um, Steve Nash. Nope. Here we go. Um, <laughs> I don't think this guy got enough assists. Russ Westbrook? Nope. You're getting a bogey, man. I know. I'm a Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. I didn't know if he had the Le- assists. I honestly didn't know if he Le- had the assists. LeBron James. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> Who's the other one? The, the other one would have been tough. Jerry West. No, um, no, jeez. Uh, yeah, I'm, you I'm thinking like Nash and Kid. I'm thinking I'm so <laughs> would, focusing on the assist than I was points. 
when when you got big Oscar. O, I'm thinking, oh, you're definitely getting a par. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I Jordan was in my head, but I'm like, I don't know if he had the assist enough. It's it's only ten games though, I guess. Uh, back to four happened. over. I uh, back to back to stroke yeah, behind you. Jeez, poor effort. Now, yeah, <laughs> my NBA knowledge is so bad. So bad. Thanks Wrap for watching the Tan and J-Man Show live on the ISC Sports Matter. We'll be back at it next Monday when it's hopefully hopefully warmer out. Have a fantastic week, everybody.